Hello, and welcome to the Strength to be Human podcast with your host, author and playwright Mark Anthony Rossi. This show explores all forms of creativity for those searching for meaning and a place in the world. To err is human, but so is to love. Now, without further ado, here's your host. Hi, folks, and welcome back to Strength to Be Human. This is episode 125 in the month of May. I'm so excited to be back. I know between this coronavirus and just some of the daily things in life, I'm telling you, sometimes it could really uh, delay your, your schedule. So thank you for bearing with me. Appreciate the positive emails. Now, in episode 125, we're going to go to the subject of self as an obstacle. Now, it's not a coincidence that I literally started this show off with the very first episode about confidence. It's almost like I have to go back to that in a, in a different way because, you know, I've gotten reports from people who have these issues and I've seen it plenty of times from emails I get and, and from other folks I, I speak with. Now, the show in many ways can cross all kinds of different, uh, you know, barriers. It's not just about the arts when we're talking about the subject of self as an obstacle. But we are sticking to the to the literary here as much as we can because really that's where I'm I'm trying to go with this and it's also where some some of the some of the issues and some of the examples that I've seen. Now we already know that for, throughout the ages, people who are in the arts have had issues. You know, you got Van Gogh cutting off his ear. You know, you have various uh, writers and, and, and painters going through uh, manic depression and acute depression and, and suicidal thoughts you know you, you have all kinds of that neurosis and, and, and psychosis in many ways in, in the arts but I also wanted to focus really on those who are just either starting to write or, or those that really haven't published yet but they've written enough to where you know they're still not comfortable or, or confident in what they're doing to even send it out now I've always been of two minds of this. I mean, because I want to be completely honest with you. I'm not going to go around telling you that I'm always feeling sympathy for folks that, that go through all this because there's a point where you just have to take a chance and go out there and do it. I mean, really. So I, I'm going to have half hearted me anyway. The sympathy of, yeah, I got that. I mean, who likes rejection? I can imagine how it is difficult to starting off with and, and all the doubts you might have and all that. But then I'm on the other end of just go and do it. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to spend the time and and, and put the effort in. And in some cases, uh, people just live it in secret as they're doing this, like they're doing some crime or something. You know, I've talked to people that said, yeah, I've been writing 10 years. I haven't sent anything out to publish. I haven't told anybody I'm even writing. What the hell is that? So, you know, at, at one point, I understand I guess you could say in the academic and maybe even just in a basic emotional level about how some folks can be this way. But on the other hand, I, I get a little upset. I'm like, you got out and do it, especially since, you know, I help publish people. I, I do my best to encourage people. And I don't like folks being a prisoner of fear because once you are, you know, you don't get to you don't get to win. And, and one of the problems, and that's why I named the show Self as an Obstacle, one of the major problems 
is when you allow self to be the obstacle is you can't no longer point out to the world in some kind of paranoid fit. They're out to get me. They don't like me. They won't like me. They're going to hate me. This, that, and whatever. Because you don't know any of that's true when you're the one stopping yourself from the success that you might have. You're doing that. This has nothing to do with the world or the boogeyman out there or your family not liking this or your spouse not liking that and blah, blah, blah. No. You. Self. So that's why we're talking about this in this show is because I find more times than anything else, it's not some editor who's being unfair and it's not some family member who's a jerk and it's not some enemy across the ocean. It's yourself and what you see in the mirror that you still have to tackle. Now, some people might say, well, what the hell is that person doing in writing then? Maybe they should just get their own life squared away first and then come back to the arts. I won't say that. The reason why I won't say that is because sometimes the arts help people travel through this and get them to the other side. Sometimes it helps them manage all these sort of issues. Sometimes it, it is a form of therapy. And, and I accept that as being a, a, a valid way of going about things. And that's a fact. Uh, you know, Psychologically and, and scientifically. But at the same point. It's still important to figure out on that personal level. Not just on the artistic level. How you can get through this. What you can do. To help steer yourself off of that fear, off of that fence, off of that cliff, off of wherever you're at that's not allowing you to move forward because you're frozen in doubt. And that's why this show exists. That's the reason why in many instances I'm out there talking about this sort of stuff because more times than not, I mean, there's at least a couple examples every month where I am publishing somebody for the first time who became this creature of non-movement, you know, this individual of, I'm just going to stay here and not do anything else. Now, there's different forms of these kind of people. Some of these folks never do anything. Others, you know, they, they like that immediate gravitation from, you know, uh, a wall or a Facebook or something like that and don't want to do anything else. You know, and I think I've already shared my thoughts on this a few times. I'm, I'm quite skeptical of that because it's not possible, okay, to live in the world that doesn't have bad as well as good. All right? That's not possible. That's just one of those dream worlds from Star Trek or something. Or maybe you heard that in, in a Hallmark card. All right? But if you want good in the world, you have to risk bad because it's out there too. It's no different than writing. You can't have the joy... The the, uh, the exhilaration, the love of getting accepted as somebody connecting what you're trying to do without the risk that you're going to get rejected 5, 6, 10, 20 times. I've been published over a thousand of my works have been published in 35 years. I guarantee you I've been probably rejected over 25,000 times. Okay? Easily. I even saved some of them because, you know, you have to laugh at them one day. You have to. But those are the risks... You have to take as a writer. And I always found it unusual, if not ironic, that sometimes uh, the most sensitive of people are in writing, but these are the folks that have difficulty with anyone saying anything, whether it's constructive or not. And guess what? 
A lot of criticism you get is not going to be constructive. It's going to be negative. It's going to be off the cuff. It's going to be whatever. You got busy editors out there. You got other people that are simply, they're looking for the best at that moment. And and you might not be at at that point yet. You might be better off with another magazine that is willing to take something at at a more basic level. And you got to start somewhere. And I always tell other editors, they usually don't listen to though, that, um, you should be more varied in what you publish. You, you, you're not there to be publishing everybody who, who's been published for 10 years in a row. You got, you got to, uh, some people need to start somewhere and you should try to give them a hand. I'm not saying say accept substandard work because you never want to do that. That's not helping anybody. But you get something that's, that's, that's solid, even if it isn't the greatest thing in the world, it, it deserves a, a chance, an audience. Why not? Do the right thing. Help that person out. Maybe they, they improve from there. That's what happens. I've seen people improve over the months and years since I've been publishing, folks. So I know that it works. And I know that people, they get that boost of confidence. They get that that, that jolt. And, and they get to move on forward. And not everyone does, but some people do. So it does work. But keep this in mind. Okay? You have to figure out ways... To get around yourself, to get through yourself, to get over yourself. <laughs> I'm not trying to have fun here with words, but really those are all valid sentences and expressions in this situation. You have to figure out a way. Some people um, believe, you know, exercise, going out there, running a couple miles, meditation, yoga, you know, um, find different rituals that help you write. But to me, None of that stuff makes any difference in the end if you still haven't gotten that thing out there to the world. What does it matter if you've rewritten it 15 times if you still haven't sent it out to get published? What does it matter if you even figure out a way to get over your self-doubt and fear through yoga, let's say, okay? And you still haven't sent the damn thing out. So you haven't accomplished anything. That still has to get done. All right. There's market lists out there. There's all kinds of different places. Put a little introduction, uh, you know, cover letter together in your email. Send it out. Check this out. Send out a couple different places. Then go create some more stuff and move forward. That's how you build things. That's how you go from there. Oftentimes, one of the best ways to handle rejection and help it being less I guess you could say painful is you're out there working on a new project. You're out there working on some new work, poems, essays, plays, whatever. You're out there working on something new. So if you do get a rejection of something else you sent out, I don't know, let's say a month ago or something, I'm not saying you're like, wow, it's great. I got rejected. But at the same point, you're not like, oh, I'm going to stab myself either. I'm working on something else. Maybe this is better than that. Hmm. It doesn't feel as bad. Because you feel like you're still moving forward. And you go out there and send it to a couple other places. It's going to eventually get accepted if the work is solid. It is. You just got to continue with it. You cannot give up. You just can't. Sometimes things take a while. I, I had an essay about writing. It probably took like two years to get published. And, and I've been publishing and, and writing for a long time now. So that's just what happens. Uh, the only way it's going to see anyway is if you continue believing in it 
and continue believing in yourself, continue to send it out there. But that's that's really the fundamental problem when you when you're on a topic like self as an obstacle is why are you not believing in yourself? Hmm? What's going on there? Hmm? Are you not good with the girls or something? Huh? You got a family life that uh you know puts you down all the time? Is that where you come from? Because you need to understand that if you believe writing is some way to get your voice out there, to get your, your thoughts heard, maybe to do things that you couldn't get in, a, in another area of your life, I'm not necessarily saying that that's a bad thing, because it's not. But it can't just be the only thing of why you're writing. Because if you find some other way to get across your um, your feelings, your thoughts, your actions, you, you, you won't stick with writing. You'll go do something else then. Yeah, I, I think there's basket weaving you know, with a twist on the on the paint, will will do it for me. Okay, so I don't need to sit there and work three months on an essay. So it can't be the only motivation. There has to be something that's calling you, that you want to be a writer, that you want to be a creative individual, and that you do understand that. Yeah, there are things you want to get out there because it's important for you to do so, personally and otherwise. But ultimately, you're trying to be an artist, and like I said before. And maybe it's a cruel irony, I'm not really sure, but I I never could understand how sometimes the most sensitive people are, are stuck in the arts and these are the folks that they really can't listen to criticism very well. They can't take being turned down. It's not an easy thing for them at all. And I don't know why, just because if they don't really believe in themselves, how are you going to believe in what you create? And then how can you be so upset when somebody rejects it? Why aren't you just not saying, yeah, I didn't believe it anyway, so no big deal. Yeah, 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 I probably suck anyway, so who cares? Why are you being hurt then if you don't believe in it? So you can see there's two different conflicting thoughts there. Which is it? You believe in yourself or not? You believe in the work or not? There isn't any middle ground. There isn't any fence in this thing. There is no gray area. There simply isn't. So guess what? The act, you understand the act, the act of sending something out, okay, should be, uh, if, if it's going to consider the baby step, towards starting to believe in your work and in yourself that it should be out there. And, and I don't mean that in, in some kind of, you have to be some kind of fake arrogant person to be able to do this. No, it just means that you have to gather enough strength to be able to say, it's time for this to go out there and see what we got. And then I'll work on some other stuff. Send this out a few different places. That act is important. Because without that act, everything else you're doing doesn't really make any sense. To me, writing is about having an audience. What the hell's the point of writing if you're going to put it in some closet somewhere, stick it in some computer and for it to never be seen? Okay? Not a good idea. Not in this area. Not excuse me, not in this age of communication. Not in this whole world of digital speed. Not when we're sending rockets to space on the on a daily basis. Okay? If you want to be heard, you can be heard. Now, can you withstand the stuff you're gonna hear when you get some messages back on this? That's another story. Obviously another part of this show. 
is how to accept that. I got a columnist that's coming up on my journal aerial chart, and I think she's going to be talking things about um, about rejection, things she's seen, things she's experienced, what you can do. It's always good to listen to what other writers are going through, no matter what stage there are, beginning, middle, end, whatever. Listen, it's good to hear other people's stories and other people's rituals and how they create things. You could find your own path that way. And that's really what this is about. You need to find your own path, not only to create something, but to get the strength to go send it out there. And then they become stronger when you're getting some weird feedback sometimes. Because you're going to. That's just the way that things work. That will make you stronger, though. And the more you can do that, the less self becomes an obstacle. Then other things become an obstacle. Maybe I could have improved this here. Maybe it wasn't as clear there. Maybe that editor is just a dork and I'm going to go try some other editor. That's always possible too. Okay, They're not all out there to, to applaud you and to help you. Sometimes some of them are jerks. That's just the way it is. That's the world. I mean, why, why in the writing world is it supposed to be any more fairer than the regular world out there? You're going to have your... your you're decent and your people, and you're going to have your jerks. That's just the way it is. But when self becomes less an obstacle, then you can start concentrating on being who you're supposed to be. An artist. A writer. Someone who's trying to do something creative. Someone that's trying to send something out there to people to, to feel or, 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 or to provoke or, or to think. Maybe even just the dream. From what you had to say. And it can all come from somebody that maybe. You know a week ago didn't feel all that confident. So I mean I, like I said I, I, I'm trying to. I always be candid about something like this always. So I, it's not like some TV show where you're going to get some perfect cheerleader. That's always going to say every every single right thing. Now I'm not always going to be saying everything right. I might be a, a cheerleader for those that have issues. And those that. They want to do well and those that want to go out there. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to be perfect about it. I'm, I'm certainly not going to be stereotypically, you know, um, candy coating it either. I'm just not. That's not who I am. And, and, and there's somebody that is human and, and, and can, can get frustrated by this. Sometimes I, I've had to email people back. Come on now. What the hell is taking so long to get this moving here? You got to be kidding me. So I don't know if you call that tough love or... Uh, maybe I'm being a jerk at the moment or something. I don't know what you want to call it. I, I just call it being honest and, and, and just who I am. That's all. I try not to be mean, but at the same point, you know, I only can take so much of that stuff myself where I'm like, come on. You got to go out and do something there. Otherwise, it, it, it's just a hobby. And if anyone knows of anything, I'm serious about this. It, it, this is a real show. I take the writing seriously. Uh, and when I publish people in, in the journal, when I do something in the publishing, or even in, in an interview on the podcast, to me it's all art. I take it seriously. It's not some hobby. So I don't want to. Pe- I don't want to be around people who are obvious. You can go do that somewhere else. That's not for me. And I don't, I'm not around people like that at all. I don't. I don't even encourage people like that. If they don't want to take it seriously, then have a good day, and I'll go on to other people that do. I'm not going to spend. The limited time I have on this earth over here with people who just 
just don't really care because that's really what that means. Okay. It's one thing to be frozen in fear, to be some prisoner of doubt. And maybe you wrote like 65 poems. You just haven't sent any out. You're still an artist. You're just not declared yet. You're not out there yet. You're getting there. God bless you. And it's another thing that, you know, just you wrote a couple things and you're not sure about this, you're not sure about that, and blah, 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 and I'll get back to you in six months, you know? Those people are not serious. That's just not going to work out. I won't waste my time with those folks. There's too many of them out there, and I just don't want to deal with that kind of nonsense. All right, go get a video game or some tarot cards or something. I don't know, but this is not for you. The creative thing is not for everyone because it requires discipline. It requires a measure of, of courage. It requires some action. It requires some strength. It requires some shielding sometimes. That you have to build in because you're going to get some weird responses. And you gotta you got to live with that because you created that from happening. Whether it's deserved or not, it's another story. But you're going to get them nevertheless. Sometimes I, I'm, I'm surprised when people are shocked by all of that. Mark, I got some really nasty, invictive type. I mean, come on. Well, I don't understand what, what you were expecting, huh? This isn't a TV show. This is real life. Folks are not always going to be fair or kind. Oh, well. you go. There's thousands of magazines and journals out there. Move on. That's just the way it is. You don't know. You don't even know if the next time you send something over that same place, they might have a, an entirely different response. It's happened to me so many times, it's hard to even take what they say seriously. I mean, really. I mean, taking it seriously on the negative and sometimes taking it seriously on the positive. I'm like, really? How the hell can I suck three weeks ago and now I'm, I'm a genius? Uh, I can't take either one of these positions seriously. But thanks for publishing me. Let me go on with something else now. I mean, sometimes you can't. Not every experience you're going to be uh, connected to when you when you send these things out there is, is going to be a learning experience. It's not. You're not always going to derive something useful from it. Even when someone says something positive. I mean, what can you do? It's not like you can question the editor all day long. Hey, man, why do you accept that? Because that in itself sounds kind of doubtful and, and maybe even a bit desperate. But no one's going to sit there and, and write three paragraphs to you. Yeah, Jimmy, man, uh, I, I took this uh, poem, man, because uh, it's, it's got some deep zen, like like, like uh, tunnels of, of existence running through it, man. And just reminded me when my uncle had cancer in 1974. And No, no one's going to be telling you that crap, okay? They're busy. They like it. It connected to something with them. Maybe they liked the theme that was, but maybe it was part of something that would work on other things they published. You're not really going to know unless they directly tell you. Most of the times they're not going to. So guess what? Even your acceptances can be mysterious. Even those don't always give you the information you want. It might be frustrating, but that's the truth. So I'm telling you, you could get five or six things accepted and you still haven't figured out why the hell they were accepted. Did I like this writing? Am I styled any better? Blah, blah, blah. Do, do, do. You don't know. Okay? Oftentimes, being accepted and being published is just as mysterious as when all these dorks uh, say uh, in a form letter, uh, no, nah, man, this doesn't really fit what we're doing, man, but it's no reflection on you. Have a good day. Yeah, thanks. 
there's no way, okay? And I'm telling you this right now because there's no middle ground, okay? There's no way you can't take a rejection personally. The reason why is because if you're so willing to take it personally when they say yes, you got to be willing to take it personally when they say no. There's nothing in the middle, okay? You can't have it both ways. Damn, I'm so excited with this acceptance. Oh, the hell with that rejection. That's some bull crap. Nope. You got to feel them both both times. And, and guess what? When you feel them both times, it doesn't mean you get a whole lot of answers. You won't get too many answers when someone says blah, blah. Just like you're not going to get too many answers when they say, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just is going to get. I, I've got an acceptance where it literally says, yeah, we're accepting this and uh, you'll see it uh, uh, on the journal in, in on the 28th of the month. That was it. I'm serious. I'm so busy doing other things. You know, I jot a note to myself about it. That's about all I can do. Maybe I remember to check it out that day, or maybe I won't even notice it for a month from now. Who the heck knows? Because there's nothing in that reply that I can use to help further myself. Sometimes you're just not going to be able to do that. I, in, in a weird way, oftentimes you could further yourself by trying to learn how to break down your own barriers so you can learn some of your own truths. And, and when you do that, you, you become a, a better student of yourself and, and an orphan of the world and, and, and life in general. And then, of course, also, when you do that, I feel you start becoming a better writer as well. The best writers often have a good idea about who they are. Now, it doesn't mean that they're always appreciative of who they are. Uh, I know a lot of people that just hate themselves. But because they understand the truth of who they are and the, and the issues that they, they tackle, that makes them more clear-eyed about things. That makes them a better writer. Now, being a better writer doesn't necessarily mean that you're a better person or even a happier person. Those are different subjects. Confidence might be a positive thing, but it doesn't make you a positive person. Do you know how many people are positive about and confident about their work? Whether they work at a bank or they work at, as a cop or they work as a writer, but then, you know, in their personal life, they, they, you know, they're falling apart. How many people have you known that are excellent at their jobs, but they, they, got, a, uh, they got a track record of dating or marrying that, 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 that's to the dogs? How the hell can they have gone their judgment so badly, but everything else seems to be okay? It happens all the time. We see this all the time. We we sim we seem sometimes we think that uh, somebody who is uh, uh, successful and professional and, and incredible that's the rest of their life. Usually they're not. Something has to give. So, and oftentimes our own foibles, our own foolishness, our own flaws. That's right. That's three F's right there. We can use that. For our writing. We can use that as energy to, to move forward. But writing doesn't always make us better people. I think many times it makes us smarter people. But smarter people is not the same thing as a being a better person. Because I don't know about you. But I know plenty of intelligent people. That they just barely have any character. Barely register as human beings. But they're pretty damn smart. But they're cold. Unfeeling. Somebody you really can't trust and count on. You know, I, I take I take a hillbilly 
who can fight in a bar with me before I take a, a, a freaking academic professor. You know why? Because I know I can count on the hillbilly. The academic person, who the hell knows? So you can't get too impressed with intellectuality. And it's one of the big problems that oftentimes creative people have. They seem to think there's some kind of link between creativity and intellectuality, but there really isn't, okay? The best writers are not the smartest people in the world. Oftentimes, they write well because they were willing to put the work into it. They were willing to practice. They were willing to try to understand more about themselves in the world. They're willing to, to be honest, which for some people is such a difficult thing that they can have a 7,000 IQ, but they can't even tell the truth half the times. What the hell is the point of being around somebody like that? How can you? So that's that's why you, you, you can't have a connection there, because there really isn't any. Now, are there a lot of creative people that are also very smart? Yeah, sure, they are. But that's not there's really a connection like you think there are, because it really isn't. Being creative has less to do with intellect. It has more to do with emotion. Has more to do with character. Has more to do with a work ethic. Those things are more important than anything else. Remember, I run my own literary journal. And I'm telling you, four out of five academic people that send me stuff, especially when they're heads of departments of English, I got to turn down. And why? Mark, I, I, I've been a, a chair on this damn thing for 45 years. That's great, but your writing sucks. Why is that? Why can you teach it, but you can't write it? What the hell does that mean? That means they got the intellectual ding down, but they don't know what the hell they're doing otherwise. Why? Because they're not connected to themselves. They're not connected to their students. They're probably not doing well and connected to their family. And they're certainly not connected very much to the world. Because they're in some kind of academic loop that doesn't do anything for writing. It only does good for teaching. It's good, good for being intelligent. But again, creativity, intelligence, not only are they not the same, they're not often very connected. They're separate things. And this is how sometimes... Self can become an obstacle because people think. I had someone tell me, you know, I, I, I'm not really sure, Mark, if I'm going to be able to, to publish or do anything until at least I get my master's in, in English. I go, hey, you don't even need damn bachelor's in English. What the hell are you talking about? I literally have to explain to them, just write. <laughs> just edit. Just practice. Just try to see things as they are for a change, including your damn self. Then those obstacles are gone, and then you're going to be able to become a writer, and then you're going to actually get published. And you don't need 17 degrees to do so, okay? You don't need some stuffy professor telling you this or telling you that. You don't need them at all, actually. Most of them can't figure and write, trust me. They can't. Would be nice if they did, but they, they just can't. And that's how you can remove self. As an obstacle. By understanding that. Most of the things you were afraid of. Don't make much sense. You shouldn't be afraid about higher education. You don't really need it in the instance of, of being creative. Okay. You shouldn't be worrying about friends and family. Who gives a damn. If, if they can't be. 
friendly and civil with you beyond writing or, or instead of writing, then you don't really need them anyway. They're not really helpful in your life. And if you can't figure out enough strength and muster to go out there and send your stuff out there, you know, you're wasting your own time as well as everyone else's then. So don't let self be an obstacle. Don't be some prisoner of fear. Some hostage to doubt. It's just ridiculous to do that. You don't know what's out there until you send things out there. You don't know. In many ways, when you allow yourself to be that way, you are actually prejudicing the entire world because you can't say the world sucks when you haven't even tested the world out. Oh, it's not an easy world, okay? But it doesn't always suck. And of course, you don't really know where your talents lie. You don't know how better you can be because you're not doing enough to, to make it happen. And you can and you should. Like I said, in my journal area chart, I, we publish people for the first time for a long time. And these are not people that are, are beginners. You can tell that they've been writing for a long time. They've just been doing it in seclusion, in hiding, in secret, in the closet. Whatever term you want to use. It's a bad idea. Because you rob yourself, and then many times you rob the world of something useful that they didn't have before. Because you're too busy hiding it. Or you're too busy hiding in general. That's not a way to, work, to live in the world. To live in denial. To live in some closet. To live another life. You're never really going to be happy. Or at least happier. If you're not being your full self out there. Now I'm not saying you need to, to be a construction worker and then you know. Every other hour of the day, yo man, you know, um, I also, I also do fiction, okay? You don't need to do that. It's not necessary. What I'm just trying to say is you don't need to deny it if someone asks about it. And more importantly, you don't need to deny it to yourself. Because this is really what harms people. Is that they don't want to acknowledge it themselves. Almost like they're doing something corrupt or they're doing something heinous or doing something disgusting you know that's what harms you but you can't honestly do something on one hand and on the other hand you know deny it existed and every time you put something together and every time you work on it to improve on it and every time you spend time away from somebody or something to do this writing and you're not sending it out there you are betraying everything you're doing. You're betraying your art. You're lying to yourself. It's not a positive thing for your psychology. It's certainly not good for your heart or your soul. In many instances, you're giving the middle finger to God because I happen to believe that this is where talent ultimately comes from. So what what's the point of doing all of this then? So I need you to get up. I need you to wake the hell up. I need you to go send that stuff out there. Even if it's to send it to Ariel Chart. Fine with me. I see stuff all the time. Hundreds of pieces every month. We all do. As editors for that journal. And plenty of ones out there as well. But you can't be. Who you dream to be. If you're not willing to take action. 
I've never been somebody on the show or in real life here uh, that made fun of dreamers. But I've always said that it's not enough to dream. Because if you don't act to do something about it, it's just going to remain a dream. Dreams are only supposed to be the beginning of things. They're not supposed to be some constant thing all the time. You know, Mark, I've been dreaming about writing for years. If I hear someone say that, I, I might actually explode. Okay? Because I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? Just looking at the ceiling or something? Expecting the, the, the roof to move? You have to do things. You have to act on things. That's how things get done. There's, there's, there's a line in, in, the, in, the, in the Bible. I know that's probably not the, the big popular book and, and full of all kinds of political correctness out there, but too bad. I use it and, and, I, and I live by it as much as I can. And it has some very interesting wisdom that you could take to heart and use to this day. Even though we're sending, you know, spaceships to other planets, it doesn't mean that uh, a book that's, uh, you know, a couple thousand years can't have any useful bearing on our lives because it can. And one of the most useful things I found in the Bible is is uh, St. Paul telling people that uh, faith without works is dead. It's pretty clear what he means by that. He means that it doesn't matter how much you believe in yourself if you're not actually doing something. You're not gonna. You're not gonna achieve anything. It's just gonna be all for dead. I, I'm sure you can also change it in, into if you don't do something about your spiritual life, you just believe in God and that's it. You, you you're really not getting anywhere because you're not you're not improving the life of yourself or your own spiritual life or the world or anything like that. But that's ultimately what he's talking about there, and it's an important lesson for us to know. Faith without works is dead. I mean, it's. It, to me, it ought to be uh, one of those fundamental uh, rules in, in, in creative life. And what do you mean by works? Well, it's not hard to understand that. It's not just the work of writing. It's not just the work of rewriting. It's also the work of sending out there. Because that's the act. If you want to call it an act of faith, you could call it an act of defiance. I don't give a crap what the hell you call it. But it is an act of doing something versus dreaming. Or looking at a damn computer or scribbling some some crap on a candy bar wrapper or something okay it's doing something and that's how you stop self being an obstacle by doing things eventually you're not an obstacle anymore when you're going out forward and you're sending stuff out there those things become an obstacle then the editor out there might be the obstacle or the world's opinion of a literature sometimes or maybe friends and family and and their opinion on things those can be obstacles but I'd rather have those obstacles than have an enemy right there in my own bed, which would be me. You don't want that. Because once that happens, I mean, you lost before you even tried to start the war. You're, you're done already. And it is, in many instances, a conflict. It's the first conflict of between yourself and, and your thoughts or your feelings or, or your actions or your heart. And then later on, it becomes a conflict about getting stuff out there. And what are, they, what are they believing about it? What are they saying about it? Are they going to do something about it? Do I got to send some more out? and do something different? Yeah, it all supposed to be a conflict. It's supposed to be that way because that's how we get the positive of our life. Through struggle. Through, and oftentimes, a fight. That's what it means. And I find the people that are willing to fight, those are the people that are willing to succeed because it takes character to fight. It's not hard to sit on some fence and say, let somebody else handle the battle. Let somebody else uh, take the flack. 
So we got a lot of people like that. Those people are not usually in the arts. Sometimes autistic people can be a little flighty, they can be a little flaky, they can be a little weird. I'm the same way. I'm probably all three of those things. But we 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 know how to fight and, and, and to take the fight to the next level, that's what we have to do. That's what makes creative people much more interesting than the average individual, in my opinion. Because ultimately, for them to succeed in anything they're doing, they have to have grabbed the measure of truth about themselves and then maybe even about the world. It makes them really good messages. It often makes them pretty wise people in many instances. Does this transfer over to the personal life? Are they the smartest on dating and marrying and all that stuff? Probably not, but... In terms of that, in terms of their creative art, in terms of helping improve the world, yeah, they're definitely a, a, a good vanguard for that. And you could become this if you take my advice seriously. Don't let yourself become an obstacle. Don't let fear be some some blockades to what you need to do. Get that stuff out there. You got to hold your nose and send it out there. Fine. You got to like bark for a moment emotionally and then send it out there. Fine. You got to do it as you're crying, cheeks down, and then you're hitting the button and sending it. That's fine, too. But do it. Go forward. Stop being your own enemy. It doesn't make a lot of mathematical sense, folks, okay? You're going to have plenty of them out there as it is. Why become another one, okay? I, I say writers need friends. They don't need any more enemies, okay? You want to find a friend in writing? Start learning to be kind to yourself. Start learning to give yourself some breaks. Start learning to simply accept who you are, trust yourself, and then move on it. And some things you don't like, well, figure out how to improve them. Or figure out how to get in the way, out of the way of it. That's how you can do it. Become your own friend first, and you'll be able to do a lot better. Not only in creativity, but in life in general. Alright, folks, until next time, this is episode 125, Self as an Obstacle. God bless and take care. This is Mark Anthony Rossi, your host. Strength to be human. Thank you for listening. Follow the show and support our efforts by purchasing an ebook at Soma Publishing. www.somapublishing.com. <laughs>